May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, usually on Easter morning, when you come to church, the preacher gets into the pulpit and he says, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. And all the people say, That was absolutely pathetic. This sermon is going nowhere. <laughs> okay, I'm going to Please be seated. Usually on Easter morning, the preacher gets into the pulpit and he says, Hallelujah, Christ is risen. And the people say, That's exactly right. Except this year, we're going to do it differently. Which, like, even, even more differently. The, uh, the first thing that we're going to say today is not, Hallelujah, Christ is risen, but Hallelujah, Jesus Christ saved my life. And the response, of course, is, He saved my life indeed, Hallelujah. And how did He do that? Well, by rising from the dead. That's how he saved our lives for eternal life. And that is the message of Easter. It is perfect. It is theologically correct. It is tidy. It is clean. It is comprehensive and comprehensible. And if I were smart, I'd stop right now. But no. Given the reception you've given me so far, I wouldn't stop. You couldn't stop me. No way. So how many of us listen to NPR? Let's come at this a different way. Okay, NPR. And how many of you listened to Away With Words yesterday afternoon? All right, so you already know the answer to this riddle. Yes, you do. What five-letter word, don't, now don't speak it out, let other people think about it. What five-letter word uh, sounds the same if you remove the first letter of the word? And if you remove the last letter of the word, it still sounds the same. And if you remove the middle letter of the word, still sounds the same. All right, all you who know it, what's the word? Empty. empty. Take the E off, empty. Take the Y off, empty. Take the P out of the middle, empty. Isn't that cool? That's about the most, it's, that, you got it, folks, this is it. <laughs> Empty. It is the word of the day. It is the word for Easter. It is the word I want you to take away from here. It is the most important word that we have in our gospel reading today. We have Jesus is, is raised from the dead and leaves the tomb. And the women get there early in the morning. And they are prepared to prepare the body and anoint him. And he's gone. Now they run into the two guys in the tomb who say, what are you doing here? Don't you know he's raised? Go someplace else and look for him. Don't come looking among the dead for him. So the women go back and tell the men. And the men, of course, don't believe the women. Of course. And then they want to go to the tomb, but they refuse to ask directions, so it takes them forever to get there. Peter finally figures out how to get to the tomb. He gets there, and he looks in. It's still empty. It's still empty. The cloths are still there. But there's nothing else. Now imagine, you know, nobody was there when Jesus woke up. And he unbandaged himself. 
And he looked around and he walked outside and he said, I got news for you, devil. I got news for you, death. Not today. As for me and my household, we choose eternal life. I choose it for me forever, and what's more, I choose it for everybody else. And not just the people I know here, but the people who have ever been born, and the people who will ever be born. Forever and for all time, eternal life, you lose death, I win. That's a pretty great story. That is a really great story. But is it true? Or is it a myth? That's what the commentaries this year are focused on. Even our own presiding bishop takes a few minutes to talk about it. Is it a myth or is it a fairy tale? I mean, is it a fairy tale myth or is it, is it a true story? I got news for you, folks. It's a true story. It cannot possibly be a myth. Now, there's a lot of power in myths. And those of us who have studied myths, you've Joseph Campbell, the whole thing, these are wonderfully powerful stories. And they do a lot for our culture and heritage. But we wouldn't dare have a story like this that is so fundamental to who we are that isn't true. God would never call us to put our own lives on the line for justice if Jesus hadn't put his life on the line for justice. We are down and dirty. We are upfront and personal with God through this story. And this story is true. We sometimes get distracted by all the other stuff in the story. Heck, we get distracted by other stuff all over our lives. What did we do here on Ash Wednesday? First thing we did was we covered everything in cloth, all the liturgical stuff. We covered St. Francis, we covered the cross of San Damiani, we took down the side altar, all that was gone. We uh, uh, covered up the crucifix, even the credence table in the back, which you have to bend down underneath to see the little carved cross down. It was even covered and wrapped up in purple so you couldn't see it. We took away the things, we take, we, 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 we take away access to the things that we count on to, re, to reinforce our faith. And on Maundy Thursday, we go even one step further and we strip the place. We take everything off the walls, we take out the candles, we take out the, uh, uh, the flowers, no flowers, no paschal candle, no procession cross. We take the kneelers out, we pull everything, no banners. If we could, we should put black crepe over those beautiful stained glass windows to get to a place of emptiness. To get rid of all this stuff. I mean, Easter Day, look at this. I get to wear a coat. This is fun. It really is fun. And I love this stuff. But we don't need it. This is not how we get close to God. We get close to God through the emptiness of the tomb. Oh, this is fun stuff. And, and by the way, it looks beautiful this morning. The fresh flowers in every single window, the lilies, the, the candles, the, the, even the side altar has two bouquets of flowers. There are flowers outside my office. It looks fabulous. Wait till you get into the uh, parish hall for the brunch. There are even fresh flowers and it's decorated in there. I love Easter morning, but we don't need this stuff. Stained glass windows, meaningless. 
Candles on the altar, meaningless. Copes and chasubles and stoles, meaningless. The emptiness is where the rubber hits the road. It's when we can get out of ourselves and out of all this stuff that we can get close to God. That's the message of the empty tomb. The Taoist preacher said, what is the most important part of the teacup? The empty part is the most important part of the teacup. And the same goes for the tomb. It's the emptiness that brings us into the presence of God. It's the emptiness that will carry us forward in faith. It is the emptiness. When we can figure out how to be empty, then we have room to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We have room to be filled with God with, through Jesus Christ. And that is Easter. That is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ on this spectacular morning with all these beautifully wardrobe people in this wonderfully gorgeous space with fabulous music and great worship and beautiful lilies, even that big tall one in the middle. That's the meaning of Easter. So I say to you, Happy Easter. God has saved my life. God has saved your life through Jesus Christ. And, hallelujah, Christ is risen. Boy, you people just missed all the clues. That was my big finish, too. Okay, let's, let's try it this way. We're going to do it antiphonally. You know what that means? We're going to start on this side, and this side is going to respond. And if you don't do it right, we're going to flip-flop and try it the other way. By the way, the 730 group didn't get this. This is bonus material for you. All right, so your side is, Alleluia, Christ is risen. And your side is, the Lord is risen indeed, Alleluia. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed, Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>